0: Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world.
1: people it's Christmas time it is the re- reflection from the Hatrick and Ramsey on the podcast show I want to thank you just to say thank you for all the people who have been tuning in to our episodes over the year uh, and thank you for the plays all over the world Um that time of year has come we have been doing this for just over a year now this is the time of year where we sometimes we take time to reflect on the past year to the people that have passed away to the people who we still think about who have passed away a long time ago and we just bring these people in our thoughts and our prayers just to say, uh, we're thinking of you and want to say, well, it's now, it's, wow <laughs> it's amazing how time flies we have had over 12,000 plays across the world uh, for the show I um, want to say thank you a big massive thank you please continue to tune in into us please continue to tune into us as you say and thank you for all the listeners around the world and we hope that we'll continue to entertain you I want to go forward we're going to try and change things up a bit hopefully not too bad but hopefully for the better uh, hopefully we're going to call this the home of Scotland's home of free speech and take it from there um, hopefully that you might like what we're going to be doing um but yeah it's time has gone uh another year has come and the uh, 2016 is upon us and we look forward to that new fresh start that start where we forecast for what we want to achieve for the coming year and i think well for me personally i've got lots of things that i want to achieve through projects and I have lots of things I want to achieve with other people, which I look forward to doing. As you will hear, uh, through the podcast, we will talk about them and advertise them, so you can uh, go to find out about them yourself. But yeah, it's um, <laughs> things have gone by. But I want to thank you again for all the listens and all the plays. Our people around the world. And I wish wherever you are that you will have a fantastic Christmas. You'll have a nice time, and we will you'll just, yeah, you'll have fun and if it means you're listening to this while driving home for Christmas, like Chris Ria, the, the song uh, that'd be great And we, but listen, hey this is good, it's good times when you get to have it sit back, relax for a day, stuff yourself stupid and just feel like a <laughs> feel like a stuffed turkey after you've cooked the stuff, after you've stuffed the turkey and cooked the damn thing, but yes always good well, today's show, we have a fantastic interview with a woman called Sevilla Morgan. Now, if you wonder who's Sevilla Morgan, yeah, she's just your general Joe, uh, Joe Blogs or Jane Blogs or whatever you want to call it, you've got to be diverse these days. Uh, Sevilla Morgan runs uh, not only really a charity, but she um, feels a need. She helps women who are childless, not through choice or not by choice. Uh, there's a lot of women who, for certain circ- for circumstances, out of their con- control, um, put my teeth in there, out of their control, who can't have kids. Now, that could be down to fibroids or some other uh, illness or for whatever reason, they can't have kids and some have to go through a hysterectomy. So, we interview Sevilla Morgan, who tells about the experiences of herself and the experiences of people she has come in contact with across the world and the books that she's written and about her life, her upbringing and the this topic, it's a very touchy topic it can be quite sensitive to many people but we hope by listening to this interview you will be inspired, you'll be encouraged to be able to contact her after this and be able to seek somebody to help or listen to encouragement from somebody who's going through the same thing, but is simply going out there to help the women of this world who are childless, not through choice. And we just want to say, please enjoy this interview, and thank you for your time, and please enjoy the music we're going to be playing during the during this podcast, as in to give it that Christmas feel. But uh, on behalf of uh, myself, and want to say thank you for the opportunity to be able to interview Sybilla, and I hope you enjoy this wonderful interview and the wonderful message that she's offering to you women out there. Please have a listen and enjoy. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to another edition of the Hatchik and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. Uh, This is, I'm the Ramsey in the hot seat here, about to interview Sevilla Morgan. Um, Welcome, Sevilla, to the show. Mr.
2: Ramsey, thank you. Thanks for having
1: me. No problem. So how's your day been? What have you been up to? What have you been doing today? How's your... Well, as I say, your day is your day's three quarters almost gone. Considering we, mine is almost up. But hey, what have you been doing so far with your days? To get a, a
2: just the usual. Just doing a lot of um, online work, content work, just writing a lot, editing. <laughs>
1: good, good, good. Typical work. Just the usual, uh, general day-to-day running of your whatever stuff goes on. Hey. Yes. Right. We are interviewing Sylvilla Morgan. We're interviewing on well, what she does. She is it a charity type, type thing you run, or is it just uh, regardless, a brief?
2: Is it it's, a charity? It's no? not a charity. It's it's more uh, for me a calling and uh, building of a platform to open a space and the place worldwide for women who are childless not by choice. Okay, but they have a voice.
1: Cool. Right. So that's what we're doing. We're going to be talking about women who are childless, not by choice. That's right. And get this message out to people across the world via the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. We're interviewing Savilla Morgan now. Before we jump into the questions that we've been given, guided by Savilla to ask, we're going to ask her, tell us about you. Who's Savilla Morgan? What's your background? What was life like growing up where you stay?
2: Well... Savilla Morgan lives in central Florida and is a recent graduate with my master's degree in management with a concentration in marketing. I just got my degree in May from Strayer University. And uh, um, growing up, going back to my growing up days, I was actually born in the Caribbean on a small island called St. Kitts. And uh, my parents moved to America when I was four, and they moved to the coldest place in the country. Massachusetts. Okay, so that's where I grew up. Was Massachusetts, and my high school years in in uh, Connecticut. My last year of high school here in Florida, but um, so I'm used to shoveling snow, 20 degree weather, blizzards, all of that craziness, is what I grew up in, and I appreciate the fact that I grew up in that kind of temperature, not too far from the the Canadian border, actually, about eight hours drive, and. Um, I have four siblings, one brother, three sisters, two, I have a set of twins in there. And my parents, thankfully, are still alive and well. And um, that's pretty much it. That's that's my growing up years. I'm the oldest, so a lot of times I was put in charge, but they just laughed at me. <laughs> they didn't take <laughs> me seriously.
1: <laughs> so tell us about your work background. Um, what kind of work did you, what was your first job, or what were you... When you started getting into the life of the working world and having to pay tax and everything
2: else, hmm. honestly, um, my first job was a summer job when I was 14 because when you're that age, you can only work during the summers. And I actually worked um, building the backdrop for a play, a school play um, for my high school. Because that was when I lived in Connecticut. I lived in a small town just outside of Hartford, Connecticut, called Windsor. For those listening who may be, you know, familiar. And uh, so that was my first job, building the backdrop. And from there, I've had various jobs. I've worked at Walt Disney World, worked there for four years, scheduling people's uh, itineraries and room stays and all of that. And then I also worked in hospitality at the Marriott. So many of you are probably familiar with the Marriott organization. And then I started working in, um, in finance. I worked at the home office of a uh, mutual fund company up in Boston for a couple of years and then moved back to Florida and worked for a brokerage firm called Charles Schwab for almost 11 years. So, the last seven of those years, I was a stockbroker. Unfortunately, there were layoffs and uh, then I went into the world of healthcare. That didn't work out so well. I was there for about eight years and uh, I felt like I was going nowhere, but I also felt like I had this passion. To speak to women who were childless, not by choice. So a year ago, November, I quit my job in corporate America.
1: Were you, were you always kind of career-minded during your kind of working when you're actually in the corporate world? Be more, we a career-minded woman more, and not like maybe settling down and getting married and having kids as you like the average woman tends to want in their thirties, well, kind of thing. You know,
2: I always wanted to get married and have kids. Uh, from the day from a little girl, I, I that's what I thought my life would be. I, I assumed I could have both, but I definitely always wanted to get married and have kids. But it never happened. I never met Mr. Wright. I didn't say Mr. Perfect, I said Mr. Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I never met Mr. Wright. Um I did have one uh you know, I dated, but there was one really serious person, and um we dated for two and a half years, but At the two and a half year mark, I I asked him, you know, what was going on as far as marriage and all of that, and he said he never really had any intention of getting married. So, of course, that broke my heart, Um, and of course, I ended the relationship right then and there, and, um, you know, it just never happened. I don't know if I'll ever get married. I know I'll never have children, which we will talk about, I'm sure, in a little while, but um, I don't know if I'll ever get married. I don't know. I haven't met. Mr. Right, so
1: I'm, I'm, I'm still looking for I'm still looking for Missy's left. Never like Missy's right. <laughs> uh, you, you never know. But, keep on uh, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. There's uh, I think there's more chance me winning the lottery without actually picking the numbers, you know, than actually buying a ticket. But, well, you
2: guys, just just so you know, um, I am a Bible believing person, and it does say in the Bible that he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing. So although I'm out there, I'm busy, I'm in the community, I travel, you know, so I'm not hiding anywhere. I'm not looking. I believe that the right man for me will find me and he will treat me like his queen because I will have to treat him like he's my king. So I'm just waiting for the right person to find me, but I'm not hiding.
1: Okay. So if you're happy to buy a ticket uh, to fly to Scotland, <laughs> you might take up the option. <laughs> And again, uh, take it under advisement. Uh, <laughs> right. Let's go into the the deeper questions of okay. regarding 20, what is okay. What is well? What exactly is twenty first century Hannah, and why did you choose that name?
2: Well, twenty uh, first century Hannah is what I I decided to use when I I set out on this journey. I actually didn't start using it until I had my radio show, which I had from February to. August of this year. And I sat in the radio station owner's office and she said, so what's the name of your show? And believe it or not, I had never even thought about a name for my show. And I'm sitting there and I said, give me a minute, let me think about this. And then I said, wait, it's 21st century Hannah. And she said, okay. (laughs) And so the reason I came up with that is because, again, referring to the Bible, Hannah was a woman who was childless in a day and age when it was not good for a woman to be childless. She was married and her husband had another wife because in those days they could have multiple wives. And his other wife, Penina, was producing like crazy, which is what women were expected to do, produce children. And so Hannah was beside herself with her barrenness. And she used to go to the synagogue and pray and ask God to help her, you know, give her at least one child, blah, blah, blah. And uh he eventually answered her and gave her that child, and he gave her five more after that but although she ended up having children, the reason I used her name is because initially she could not, and I could understand the pain that she felt in not having the children that she so desired so and we're in the twenty first century, so I decided twenty first century hannah is uh is what I would use now I know that a lot of people around the world don't necessarily know a lot of Bible stories or believe in the Bible even. And I've had some pushback with the name of of my platform. And so I've been trying to think of taglines to add to it, but I don't really think I want to change the name per se. I think I'm going to add something like, um, you know, 21st Century Hannah Childless Not By Choice or something like that but uh changing the name I, I don't think I'm ready to do that yet,
1: okay, just to slight backtrack on the question you said you were um a bible believing person so were yes. you brought up in a Christian family or were you
2: yes like... my my dad is a pastor my dad is a um well the pastor's never retire, but he's a retired pastor he's not he doesn't head a church anymore, but he still has the title of pastor
1: okay do you still obviously you still attend church? What kind of church do you go to?
2: I attend a, um, I think it's approximately 5,000 member non-denominational church, um, about 15, 20 minutes away from where I live. Mm. And um, they have three services. So I usually attend the first service. And I'm actually uh, not only a member, but I'm a volunteer, Um, a volunteer on the prayer team. So I pray for people. That's my, that's what I do inside and outside of the church, and with whatever else that, you know, they have going on. I'm I'm an official volunteer at my church as well.
1: That's getting busy, busy. So what kind of style of church is it, it, even though it's non-denomination, is it quite, is it kind of Pentecostal, is it charismatic, or kind of middle of the road, so it's not kind of, there's a bit of a nice structure to it, so you get some good teaching as well, not just kind of more singing and people having a a kind of dancing around like they're being on the Red Bull too much, but...
2: (laughs) No, it's definitely, we we sing a lot of um, praise and worship, contemporary Christian type music that you can hear on the radio, any Christian radio station today. Not necessarily hymns, although they know the hymns, that's the church they came from. And of course, I grew up on hymns as well. I know just about every hymn there is. But it's more of a, um, you know, contemporary Christian music type style But the teaching, I should say, and the teaching, is very Bible-based. There's no cutting corners with what they believe. So that's why I feel very comfortable uh, being a member there.
1: Okay. Um, What made you decide to speak on this subject regarding um, women who are childless,
2: not by choice? Well, I am childless, not by choice, because as I mentioned earlier, I always thought that I would grow up and get married and have kids. And... um, I, I, I noticed, especially when I was in the healthcare industry, that I, I sat next. The, the The department I was in sat near the department that took care of the medications for the women who were infertile. So they used to ship the infertility meds, and I would hear different comments from time to time about, "Oh, she's in her 40s. What is you know why is she even trying to have a child? What's wrong with her? Children are overrated." You can have one of mine, you know all those silly comments that we as childless, not by choice women hear. and I just got to the point where I was really sick of it. I was like, this is ridiculous and 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 even more so, nobody's even talking about this, and why is no one talking about it and Of course, I knew the reason was that it was is wasn't is a touchy subject, and I knew that you know people just would prefer to look the other way on touchy subjects, pretend it's not happening or just let those people deal with it how they can, or maybe they didn't really want kids anyway. And that wasn't good enough for me. And so it just really weighed on me. And I got to the point where I just decided, you know what, I'm I'm gonna start the conversation. I'm gonna start the conversation, and I know that it's it's gonna be tough, but I'm gonna start it anyway. So it's been going for a year now. It has been tough. But I believe it's what I'm called to do on this planet, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm just creating the platform, and I don't know if you're going to talk about this a little later, but I do have a uh, private group and a closed group on Facebook, and I currently have a member from Australia, one from Kenya, and the rest of them are from here in the U.S. So anyone is welcome to join, no matter where in the world you live.
1: Okay. What part of uh, what did you do in healthcare when you worked in healthcare?
2: I, I um worked in what we call a specialty pharmacy. So instead of the regular pharmacy that you go to to go get your over-the-counter medications or even your regular, you know, prescription medication, we shipped medications directly to the par- the patient's homes or to their doctor's offices or to a third-party location um, for people who uh, were chronically or terminally ill. So we took care of medications such as... Uh, um, rheumatoid arthritis, oncology type medications, and even medications for people who, uh, what's, what's the proper term for me to use? People who had drinking problems.
1: Okay, alcoholics. And maybe they
2: were alcoholics and they were in a facility, we would ship the medication to help them with that problem directly to the facility.
1: Okay. How long did you do health care for?
2: I was in um, health care for a total of eight years. I was two and a half years at one of the, the specialty pharmacies and six years at the other one.
1: Okay. Did you enjoy it or just was it kind of... You got the contact with people, didn't you, or did you not... It was just kind of one of these things that eventually passed passed by.
2: I, I love helping people. I'm a helper type person. I'm a giver person, and I know that there are people out there who are more than willing to take advantage of that. But... Um, I'm a I'm a helper, so I enjoyed helping people get their medications when maybe they were having insurance issues, or maybe they were out of work or whatever the issue was, helping them with copay assistance, things like that. Was it my career? Was it you know my ultimate career? Absolutely not. No, I was trying to move up in the company, but it wasn't happening, and I I, to, I was told a lot that it was because of my financial services background that certain people felt threatened, to be honest.
1: During the time I've been getting to know you through the platform Blab, which we're inter- doing this interview on, um, you've also mentioned that you've written books as well. What, what are these books that you've written and what are they are about?
2: Well, the first book I published in 2008 is called Down Again, and that was written for people, Christians, who messed up, they fell, and wanted to get back into relationship with Christ and how to do that while having to deal with finger pointers and nosy people in the church. And so that's what that book is about because we are all human, Christians or not, we're all human beings and we're all gonna do what I call stupid stuff. And, you know, God forgives us. We have to ask him to forgive us. And if reading this book will just point people in the right direction. now. The second book I wrote is called 21st Century Hannah 31 Days of um and it just went right out of my head. Can you believe that? <laughs> I have it, I have it right here. <laughs> but um I'll have I'll get it for you in a second. But it's a 31-day devotional is what it is. And um that is the first of a, a series of 3 books that I'm writing on the subject of childless not by choice. So, it's about Well, I should say it's for women who want to read a daily devotional, just one page per day on how to make it through some days that, you know, which can be quite difficult. Uh, 31 Days of Encouragement. The word encouragement went out of my head. But it's it's a 31-day devotional, and it's to just help them realize that someone has started the conversation. It's okay to, you know, to be sad about being childless. But that's not where you want to stay. You still want to live and find out how to live a relevant and joyful life. And then I'm working on a 365-day version of that devotional. And then the final in the series will be um, 21st Century Hannah, My Journey. So that's coming next.
1: Do you find, uh, during, with it coming up to certain times like Christmas, and there's obviously a lot of women out there who are, who are childless, uh, not by choice, in whatever scenario uh, or circumstance, they're not, they are childless. With it coming up to Christmas, do you think that can be quite a hard time for women who, obviously, when you see other families or relatives or who've got kids and they're seeing the kids open presents, et cetera, uh, do you think that can affect them in a a quite difficult, time, hard time, or or hard way, I'm trying to say, because it can be quite emotional. Christmas can be a sort of happy time. It can also be an emotional time for people as well.
2: It, it it can. I'm sure it can be difficult. And depending on where in the journey you are, it can be more difficult than maybe other times. Um, when I say journey, there may be a woman out there who just found out or just realized that she will not be able to carry a child versus a woman who's known it for many, many years. Do they still have that same little hole, missing piece in their heart? Yes. But the pain may be fresher for one woman than the other. And then of course, we all deal with things differently. And so I I don't wanna, there's some people pretend that they're okay when they're not. And that's not what I'm trying to promote here. I want us to be able to say, you know what, there are days when I'm just not happy about this. This is just not what I imagined or envisioned for my life. And this is just not cool. And then go on, move on with life. But you've got to first admit that this is just not what you you wanted out of life or expected. But the thing is, we all have our cross to bear. Whether it's childlessness, not by choice, or anything else that we have to deal with, we have to choose how we are going to let it or deal with it and let it or not let it affect us. And so, yes, Christmas time, Mother's Day. There are going to be different times of the year when you're going to feel that little pang in your heart. But... How do you choose to deal with it? And that's what I want to get the word out about, how to deal with it in a positive manner so that you're not always in a corner, you're not a wallflower, you're not feeling like a second-class citizen, and you're not um, allowing anyone else to make you feel like you're a second-class citizen. Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback,
3: suggestions, or thoughts to and ramsey at gmail.com. <laughs>
4: Hey, this is yours truly, Black Caesar X of the Sea Pirate Network. And when I'm not out here listening to Hatrick and Ramsey, we're broadcasting out on the Sea Pirate Network, www.iko.ha.uf. we are looking forward to having the Hatrick and Ramsey podcast up on the channel on our network soon. This black, Sea red. I'm bird, no, girl, you.
3: You on. This show is brought to you by EdinburghDusters.com and IdeasGoingLive.com.
1: Good to see, you. welcome back from our commercial break. We are now into interviewing Savilla Morgan uh, on ch- women who are childless not by choice. We're going to get back right back into the questions. Uh, do you get lots of women seeking information?
2: I. Not as many as you would think, and so I'm going to plug on through and continue on. And I believe, though, it's because of it being such a, a touchy subject. I can see every time I go to an event, I can pretty much tell you who that woman is when I start talking because I can just see it either on her face or in her eyes, and I'm usually correct. Um, when I figure out who that woman is
1: what what scenarios have you come up with obviously I mean there's your own scenario which is you 've not found mr Wright and but what other scenarios have you experienced by chatting to women who are, are childless Now, that childless could be because of health problems or something or they just can't have kids. What kind of other scenarios have you come across by chatting to women who can't have kids?
2: Well, yes, usually it's it's a, um, a medical or, you know, physical issue, maybe for fibroids. In that case, it was fibroids. Um, um, sometimes it's, you know, other issues. But I, I actually interviewed one young woman who was making a decision on what type of um, birth control method to use. Uh, her and her husband, she and her husband made the decision for this particular method until they were ready to have kids. And unfortunately, that particular uh, it's i don't want to say medication because it was a device actually that device created havoc in her body and by the time they figured out that it was the device, she had to have had to have a hysterectomy so you know i've interviewed her she's on my my podcast her episode is on my podcast channel as well so yeah, there are different things that can happen to make to make childlessness uh inevitable, unfortunately.
1: How should interested parties contact you if they're wanting to people who are listening to this, wherever they are listening to it all over the world? How can they contact Sevilla Morgan and get some information or even just actually be able to chat to you maybe on Skype or if that's possible or Facebook or however kind of thing?
2: Most of the people that I um, talk to, they um, inbox me on Facebook and that's fine. They can inbox me uh, Books by Sevilla Morgan on Facebook. I just search for Sevilla Morgan. There's only one, <laughs> and um, so Skype is fine, Sevilla one underscore one I have a little note on there to just let me know how you know me on Skype because I get a lot of um people <laughs> trying to talk to me on skype, and i, I don 't have time for that. I have to know who you are and why you 're contacting me and i 'm not being funny, but you know what i 'm talking about
1: yeah you want the right so, you want the right person for the right reason and exactly. not just somebody who has generally has the problem and not just there for um, stupid reasons you know
2: i mean there it's it's nice to be friendly and and get along with people and that's what i love about blab as i've met so many really interesting and and professional and you know interesting and uh well-educated people and i appreciate that but um there's a time and a place for everything and so skype is fine um Facebook is probably faster for me since I'm pretty much always online. If not on my laptop, on my iPad, or my my smartphone, I can always get into the chat real fast because women have wanted to chat with me on Facebook and find out what it is 21st century Hannah is all about before joining the groups. And as I mentioned earlier, there is a closed group that can be found by just doing a search on Facebook. And the name of the group is Childless Not By Choice. But then there is a private group that you can't search. Most of you know you can't search for private groups on Facebook. You can't see them. Uh, So just if you want to be in the private group, I can add you to that because, again, it's a touchy subject, and a lot of women don't want anyone to know they're in the group. So I have the private group set up for women who don't want anyone to know, and then I have the closed group set up for women who don't really care. They just want to be a part of a group where people understand how they're feeling. And so Facebook is probably the, the best way. And I will also say that I am I'm polling the women in both groups now to see what we need to do to take groups to another level next year. And um, it seems like they want to meet. They want to do a meetup. And so locally, I'm going to see what I can do for a, a local meetup for the women in other countries, like the woman in Australia or the women in Kenya. We're going to have to do something on Skype or Google Hangout or maybe Blab or something. So I'm open to to all of these platforms for anyone who wants to talk. And of course, my email address is booksbycevillamorgan at gmail.com. And my website is civillamorgan.com. You can always send me a message via my website as well.
1: the next question anyway is how do you get the word out there and how how have you found using okay you've been using uh, blab as a platform and probably other sources as well so how are you finding this as a platform to get your message out there to the women of the world who can't have children
2: it's definitely one of the tools um is it the primary tool again i think facebook is my primary tool i live on facebook and twitter by the way i'm on twitter as well and uh linkedin LinkedIn, I use my, all of my platforms are very well set up and established. I have a lot of followers, you know, a couple hundred. For me, that's a lot because there are people who genuinely, genuinely want to follow me. So I would say um, that I have a, a couple, a few hundred followers on all of the platforms. I'm on Instagram and I've joined all of these platforms because the, the age demographic is different for each platform. So if you want to find me on Instagram, I know the 20-somethings hang out on Instagram. You can message me on Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Pinterest, pretty well established on Pinterest even. And I even have a, um, what do you call them on Pinterest? The, uh, what do you call them? I, mean,
1: do you... I don't actually use Pinterest that often. I've, I've, I think I've dabbled into it a few times, but never actually physically sat and got...
2: Well, yeah, the There's Pinterest what? users know what I mean. They, it's. I have a little section on Pinterest for set up for um, pictures, you know, and verbiage on women who are childless boards. Thank you boards. Nice. Okay, board. So yes, I have a board set up on my Pinterest site just for that as well.
1: You're looking to well, obviously this will go out into our UK audience uh, and people who will want to listen to this. What, would you, how, what's your forecast for 2016 where do you want to take this i know speaking to you you've got other you might have to go back to do some work to get keep the money coming in but uh, yeah. how would you like to How would you like to see this go uh Charlie, yeah. i mean you've started that you've built a great foundation you've got a it's a very as you say it's a very touchy subject so what's your kind of forecast where would you like where would you like to take this
2: well, I, I know that um, it's, it's going to continue to grow I know it's a group that's going to continue to grow I understand that because it's a touchy subject that it may take longer for it to grow but I expect it to be an organically grown group and I expect women from all over the world to find out about it and get involved and actually um, I I plan on maybe reaching out to you know my podcast to be to be honest with you my podcast has reached a lot of women around the world when i look at my numbers because i am a metrics numbers person although i am a writer also most people are one or the other and i do love to write i blog and as as you as we mentioned before i've written a couple of books but i also like to look at the numbers and see where things are working and where they're not and if they're not working, then cut it loose. And that's what I I did with the radio show. I had to cut it loose because I couldn't see where the numbers were. So that's when I went to fully podcasting. And uh, in podcasting...
1: So just to backtrack a bit, I did, did mention the radio show. Uh, how long were you with the radio? What, was that a certain station you were with? or like it, was a,
2: a, it was a local radio station.
1: local radio, right. Um, okay,
2: Yeah. And I was there for about six months.
1: All right, okay, and then you eventually went to podcasting. And how have you found the podcasting so far getting in, into that?
2: I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm still a newbie. I'm still learning a lot. listening to a lot of podcast blabs, actually. Um, I listen to you, for instance, and um, Kevin and uh, Mike Phillips and all of those people when it comes to podcasting. And I actually belong to She Podcast over on, on a Facebook group, the She Podcast mm-hmm. group, which has over 2,000 members. So I am I love podcasting. I mean, when I look at the numbers and see that women in China and Saudi Arabia and Afghanistan and, you know, places where I would never imagine that people would even listen, they're listening to my podcast. And I know I'm doing something right. I'm, I know I'm onto something. And so I'm going to continue to try. And yes, uh, getting a day job to Pay the bills is not a problem for me. I'm not a lazy person. I can do both. I finished school while I was working full-time and I still maintained a very good GPA. So I have no problem with working hard. And I know that this is my passion, though.
1: That's good. Well, I, I, kinda, I think you know, we know a few people who we chat to on this platform, Blab. I think uh, Kevin Scullion's looking for somebody to walk his dog while he sits in his pajamas <laughs> all day. And uh, I think Donald's looking for somebody to walk his dog while he <laughs> does his pitches. <laughs> uh, only, only joking, so uh, we, so I'm sure they can uh, chuck you out. About five, bucks a, five bucks a minute or something. Or, or they will never
2: more. see their dogs again if they let me walk their dogs <laughs> because so their dogs saying. are just absolutely beautiful.
1: So, <laughs> oh, where's the dogs? They've gone on holiday. There's a picture on Facebook of them, the cocktails, drink the cocktails beside them or something. Uh, but no, uh, but yeah, well, it's. I want to say thank you for the time to be able to interview you, and uh, thank you. Hopefully, the the people out there listening to this uh, will find this helpful. Please thank just give tell people your, where they can contact you once again. Obviously through your Facebook and your website. Just please tell people where they can contact you.
2: Well, thanks again for allowing me to enter into your platform and to your speak to your, um, you know, to your audience. I really appreciate that. Um, you didn't have to do that so I really appreciate it and I want to thank your audience for listening to me I hope that I was able to help even just one person realize that the group exists and as I said I, I can speak to anyone from around the world thanks to social media just contact me on Facebook at Books by Savilla Morgan or just search for Savilla Morgan I have a Facebook fan page and a regular page I'm on Twitter at Savilla1 I'm on Instagram at Savilla1 I'm on Pinterest and I'm on LinkedIn. Just search for Savilla Morgan, C-I-V-I-L-L-A, Victor I L L A, last name Morgan. And um just just um, email me, message me. My web address again is ww.savellamorgan.com, c I V I L L A, M-O-R-G-A-N dot com. And feel free to um email me at books by at gmail.com.
1: Okay, thank you very much. So I want to thank you for the time and as we close this interview we will uh, listen to some music. But thank you for listening and uh, take it easy until next time. Bye-bye now.
4: A tiny star Lights up way up high All across the land Dawn's a brand new morn This comes to pass When a child is born A silent wish Settles all around You've got the feel You're on solid ground For a spell or two No one seems forlorn This comes to pass When a child It's all a dream and illusion now It must come true, sometime soon, somehow